Welcome into the locker room. Coming up on tonight's show, after their opening day win, we ask if Julian Lopetegui's Real Madrid is going to surprise people. Barca's bench for their season debut against Alaves was their most expensive ever, so we ask if Ernesto Valverde has a clear idea of who his best 11 is. And we'll also revisit the mess at Manchester United right now Not and ask again. who's at fault for the most recent <laughs> result, Mourinho or his players. But let's start in La Liga with Real Madrid, who got off to a good start with a 2-0 home win over Hatafe. Now, there were lots of positives to be taken from the game. Is Julian Lopetegui's team going to surprise people, Phil? Um, well, you're talking Real Madrid, and I don't think you're going to surprise anyone unless you're playing disastrously. I don't see that with this Real Madrid. There's a lot of questions right now, and I, I wonder what's going to happen when players start to move into position when they do make that switch for Courtois, when Modric does step back in there, if Benzema maybe takes a seat, if, if they throw a few wrinkles in, then I'd want to find out how they play. But what we saw yesterday, Ray was arguably better than almost anything we saw under Zinedine Zidane. I think, I don't say there was a massive change in, in it without Cristiano and without uh, Zidane. Um, but like Thomas uh, indicated in the extra afterwards, the understanding in that midfield uh, and the tightness of it uh, caused problems. And I like the, the crispness and the slick, uh, quick interchange between that midfield. But it comes, for me, it comes back to Marcelo as well and Carvajal. And the way they support on the outside of that and gives all sorts of threats, I think we'll see much more of a, a, a more, not a, not a team that's playing with complete abandon, but a more fluid attacking team. And that's scary when you think of Real Madrid, especially the way Bale's playing. A team with, with good teamwork, but my concern for Real Madrid and their fans is that to be successful in Spain, one or two things are going to happen. You've either got to win La Liga, which I don't see them being good enough to beat Barca, or you've got to win European Champions League, which is a big ask because you've got to beat so many good teams. So Which they've done for the last three seasons. They have, but can they do it again? In which, in which case, it could <laughs> well, be a very disappointing let, let season. Let me pick you up on saying La Liga because after the game, the Real Madrid coach said the league is the competition yes. that tells you how good each team really is. So do those statements tell us that La Liga is the priority for Lopetegui's team. Uh, you know, on, Absolutely. I mean, that, that's been the focus from day one. It should be as well that we're embarrassed, let's be real honest, uh, being what, 19 points behind 17. Barcelona, 17 points behind Barcelona, and that is their focus. I agree with, with Ray as well. To me, this is very promising. That tight diamond in midfield, the interchanging of passes and movement between Kroos, Asensio, Isco, and Ceballos, who, by the way, had a quiet, very good game, and then allowing Bale to be be somewhat of a freelancer. And when Bale starts to open up, I don't care what you say, Atletico Madrid, end line, right foot, Benzema goal, left side, boom, deflection, here's Carvajal, he scores the second one. By the way, in his last eight starts, Zidane, he did all start eight goals. He could go to 20, 24, mm -hmm. 28, 30 goals this year. And that's from 11 doubt. shots on target, those eight goals. Exactly, and six Spanish players starting. But you know what? That, I like that about Lopetecu. Isco will be mm -hmm. an engine. Modric could be Casemiro. And you get Varane in there. This is going to be a very good team. But you know what? I, one player that you kind of over overstepped there, in my mind, was Tony Kroos. Because there's been a lot of questions about how he fits in. With I just said the key. Uh, but the fact that Casemiro has been the key to getting Real Madrid to allow them to go forward, Tony Kroos had some questions to ask in that holding role, and I think he answered every single one uh, with a plum. 
98% passing, 100% passing in the offensive half, some key tackles down the stretch. Uh, and again, I look at this and I'm thinking, Real Madrid, at least with these players and that goalkeeper, but is even stronger Phil, than Phil, last year. Please, it's it's Getafe. It's right? Getafe. No, no, this, that, no yeah, you're no, looking two years ago. It should be. They should be. No, but it should be. No, a team Jose Bordalas. If you don't like, walk I, out with blood streaming down your arms yeah. and bruises all over your body, you haven't played this day. Yeah, sure. But the keeper, bad punch for the first one, messes up the second one completely. So yeah, it's good. But is it good enough to satisfy Real Madrid though, fans? Gary, no, they're going to have to be faster to win any whistles, I didn't hear any whistles or boos Correct. from the Real Madrid and crowd. I heard what when we were doing the game, only good positive responses, especially from uh, the youngsters that, that came in. They were appreciative. And look who they were missing. Uh, Casemiro, Varane, Modric, on and on. The trick for this club is that under Lopetegui, the new coach, is massaging this team throughout where they're looking to protect their crown in the Europe. And go on. One other thing, and that didn't happen under Ronaldo. Because when Ronaldo was there, you couldn't. The pressing, the second mm -hmm. goal, by the yeah. way, with Asensio on that throw and going 20 yards, full sprint, Ronaldo will not do that. So it doesn't allow your team now to play on behalf of the opponent, win balls. And that's what Ray says, and that's why Cruz was so good. Cruz is better than Casemiro when you have the ball and you play and you have to, because he's a better passer mm -hmm. than Casemiro. Defensively, are you saying not, they're better without they're Ronaldo? Higher up I think field, they are. And, you think they're better without and, Ronaldo? And, and, and Rob, they're more absolutely, dangerous. I just said, they're better defensively. Yeah, sure, pressing. but now Phil's saying they're better without turn, Ronaldo. And pressing will turn into goals. Uh, Liverpool's pressing last year turned into goals, Gary they're missing Ronaldo. Ronaldo was a target. Care. Ronaldo would score his goals, but sure. in doing that, he would sometimes take Real Madrid out of its game. That's sure, not happening sure. now. He's a great player. Think, Don't get me wrong. The question in my mind is, again, how do you team. juggle? How do you massage? Right. Uh, Vinicius is a guy we haven't even talked about. Right. I was hoping we'd see him yesterday. Lopetegui has never really done anything as a manager. I mean, he was on the verge in a World yep. Cup. He was fired midway through his second year after two disappointing seasons at Porto. Uh, we're taking a look now. He has the crown jewels in his hand. Does he have what it takes? All right, well. still to come mm -hmm. here on the locker room, we will take a closer look at Barcelona's league opener and ask if Ernesto Valverde has his strongest 11 clear for the season. But we've mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo, so let's go there. He made his Juventus debut on Saturday away to Chievo. Juve came through with a late 3-2 win, but Ronaldo didn't score any of the three goals. The sentiment from some areas of the Italian media is that Cristiano will struggle to score as often in the Serie A. What do you guys think? Maybe he will, and I, I tell you, watching him, it's not that he didn't have the ability. He had a couple of shots that were very, very close, but at Real Madrid, everyone played for him. He was the main man. Everybody had to make sure that they looked after Cristiano, gave him the right passes, etc. And he was brilliant, no question about that. I'm wondering, will Dybala look for Ronaldo before he looks for anybody else? Will, will Mandzukic be looking to set up CR7? And if they don't, does he get the same service that he used to have? Because he didn't have as many opportunities against Kievo as he has been having for Real Madrid. So it might be a different I environment he's in. absolutely brilliant. If it wasn't for three or four unbelievable saves, he, he going forward, he was he was really really good. He didn't score, but on the day he gave him so much. And and Allegri, as all coaches after the World Cup, they're trying to find the best eleven. Modric didn't start. He's still tired. So you know it's going to take two or three games. Just like Inter, they lost, but they'll be okay going forward too. Is Allegri might have found at the 60th minute when when uh, Mandzukic came in and he pushed actually Ronaldo on that left leg, and all of a sudden, boom, he started running at people. He created havoc as well. He was very good in the day. Just didn't score. They get the three points. 
Okay, well, he did break a goalkeeper's nose. <laughs> he did. Him into hospital. But well, he's okay. And, and he had the goal a was disallowed as well, wasn't it? It was. The goalkeeper <laughs> did actually put up on Twitter afterwards. Merely a brush, but <laughs> yeah. they definitely hit the bullseye. Still to come, does Valverde now have the depth of squad he can rely on for the whole season? United is divided, but who's at fault? And Mbappe on the podium of the world's best players already? At least one of our panellists thinks so. Stick around to find out who. Welcome back to The Locker Room. Barcelona showcased their most expensive bench in the club's history on Saturday. 294 million euros, which is around 337 million dollars. So, does Ernesto Valverde now have the squad that offers him the options he perhaps felt he didn't have throughout the whole of last season? He's certainly got an unbelievable uh, talented squad. It's depth, it's cover right, left and centre. It's getting that formula right. It's getting that mixture of uh, defence and balance that he really trended towards defensive football last year and it wasn't to the liking of a lot of Barcelona fans. Uh, they've added a lot of verve uh, now, but picking the uh, the best 11 is going to be a, a real challenge, game in, game out. I think he'll go horses for courses against the opposition, uh, depending on the opposition, but the one thing that remains as constant as a Northern star is Messi. I mean, I know a lot of people think I'm his biggest fan. I just love high quality footballers and he is beyond world class. He was staggering beyond belief, Kay, and uh, the reliance on him will not go away no matter what the depth of this squad is and the talent it is there. Without Messi, they are diminished and it was awesome. And I'm just thinking to add to that, what if Suarez doesn't get the form? He's oh, already struggled Suarez a bit. Because if he's poor and if he doesn't get the right form and anything yeah. happens to Messi, yeah. I'm looking at Boston saying, have they got enough? Because Messi's crucial, and I've, I've always felt Suarez was a crucial player Suarez for his aggression as well. Song, so if he's not song. there, who's their number so nine? You're not, high on, you're not high on Barca then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying, you are high on Barca. they're going to win absolutely. it. But, but I'm saying that if there's a weakness, it comes with Suarez not finding form or Messi getting injured. And I'm thinking, who in that darkest of situations, Alcacer, not good enough? It, it looks like Dembele, this is going to be the toughest year for Messi, and he always responds. The captain, again, a sublime performance. I agree with Ray, and mm -hmm. to a certain degree with you as well, is that oh. are they too reliant right now? Because nobody else is performing. Dembele, again, struggling. Flashing, flashing. He looked so good at different times, but he still is a little awkward with some of yeah. his possessions. It doesn't. Whereas when Coutinho came in, there was a lot of change. Yeah, and I think with Semedo, I love Semedo. Mm -hmm. I, I was really pleased that Semedo uh, got the start. But he was a little bit hesitant. When Sergio Roberto came in, things changed. So my, my point is, in all of this, every which way he turned it, there was good, but it wasn't. It, it, they didn't blow mm, me away. Correct. Messi no, did. I, absolutely. I think that's the one key when you take a look at this Barcelona. There's multiple answers on yeah. the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Some of them are more defensive, which Valverde tends to lean towards. Right. Uh, but it was when he made the moves, and he made the right moves. Yeah, because it wasn't just Coutinho. It was getting Coutinho in the right spot. Sure. Because when they moved Sergio Roberto back, put Arthur in the midfield, all of a sudden things yeah. clicked. But still... If Messi wasn't out there, there's a very good chance they drop points against Alaves again. Yeah. But right, what Darren says days. about the Suarez thing, man, this isn't yes. going to go away, Kate. This is a player that's starting yeah. to look his age now. Yes, and what he is he, 31 now? Yeah. 
And he's a heavy 31, isn't he? He's a big boy. Let's talk about today's game, Monday night, Liga action. Valencia against Atleti. You guys on the call for this one? (laughs) Yeah, it was a phenomenal game. I mean, the highest quality as well. Two teams going neck and neck, right down to the wire. Uh, And both teams could have, should have, would have won it. Uh, Tremendous balance, beautifully coached teams. Uh, Great atmosphere. The place was sold out at the Mestalla K. And it was a vibrant, tense game of football. The two goals were magisterial, were unbelievable. Uh, and, the, you know, go on, Phil. Well, I, the one thing on. in my mind is what we saw here pass. for this 90 minutes was better than what we saw with Real Madrid, was better than what we saw with Barcelona. Um, and I can see Atletico, the team that some people even at this table say has a, have a chance to challenge for the yeah, title. Thomas um, Valencia also, I think, not just Champions League, that might be setting the bar a little bit too low. Because if everything clicks, they don't have Gerish back yet. That could make this team even deeper. Yep. They haven't really found a way to work, but Schwein, he looked good in, uh, yep. in a brief moment. Um, I think both of these teams are going to be around for the long haul. It was absolutely fun to call. Yes, that was brilliant stuff to have on a Monday night Valencia against Atleti. Let's move on then. UEFA have announced the three-man shortlist for European Footballer of the Year. Luka Modric, Cristiano Ronaldo and Mohamed Salah. Did the right men make the Not podium? Messi. No Messi when they win the double and he sets records for goal scoring? No. Champions did the right men make the podium? Well, I, I would have left out Modric. I think Salah's had an You would have left out Modric, who mm. wins the Champions League and gets to the World Cup final. Oh, no, but the World Cup's not part of this, isn't it? Isn't it just well, it No, yeah. it's, it's, they, still, yeah. they still look across the, the season. Yeah. Right, under yeah, the umbrella. Season, For me, yeah. Modric yeah. is going to be the one that's going to disrupt it all. I think he'll win it. You think he'll win it? I do. I honestly do. I think uh, the performance for his club, he was so uh, imperative for Real Madrid's success uh, in that midfield. And then he carried that form on in a World Cup where he was glittering and dragged Croatia to that final. Had a good uh, set of casts around him as well. Good and players, they still finished 17 points back of Barcelona. Nobody, uh, yeah, but uh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And Messi uh, exclusion is a little Who bit would you of leave out then? Couldn't leave Salah out after well, the he did the same, yeah. bringing his team yeah. to the Champions League. He was inspirational that way, uh, and for Liverpool as well. But and, and Cristiano, of course, I think it's going to be between Cristiano and Modric. I would say Modric. I, I think they're going to split the vote, and Salah walks away. Really? I think well, so. yeah. that's one to watch uh, for. But uh, Gary Bailey made a big statement at the weekend, what saying that say? Mbappe is already oh. the world's third mm-hmm. best player. Wow. Stand by that. Wow. I do because he did one thing with the ball wow. that amazed me. He took it, changed direction, and the defense that literally stood and couldn't couldn't catch up with him. His change of, of movement and pace is such that a good defender couldn't live with him. Now, if you can do that more often, then, then there's no defender, not even Varane's going to catch you there, which makes you an unbelievable player. Yeah, of course, Neymar has more skills, but on one-on-one, I think Mbappe is now t- going to the level where you can't you can't let him come at you because he's just too good, which puts him Amen. right behind Ronaldo. Welcome to the Messi. right side, by the way. I've been saying this for a Have year you? and a half. Yeah, thank you, uh, Phil. Even to, even to the point, and I think you even said this as well. Wow. Neymar goes to PSG to get his team to get his chance for the Ballon d'Or. Mbappe's going to steal it from him. I say he's the second best player right now, what? ahead of Ronaldo. Ahead of Ronaldo. Take a look at what he did. Ronaldo can't do that anymore. Mbappe does that and more. Wow. What? Wow. Ray, mean, Ray I'm, and I'm, Thomas have stayed silent on this I'm, one. I'm shocked. He's not even my top five. What? Really? No, come on. Seriously. You can still put Messi there. You can still put, put oh, yeah. Ronaldo there. Right. You can still you can still put Modric there. What he's what he's Head done. And Mbappe is a flesh in the pen right now. Okay, you want to. Oh. Oh. Right. 
Obama. Oh, it's just a Everybody has seen it. He lived up to the expectations as a 19 year old wow. in yep. the World Cup on the biggest stage where he was arguably the best player in the World Cup and provided it in that in that incredible French team. For me, Thomas, I mean, I still think Messi, uh, footballers, footballer, it'll be Messi. But Mbappe, a 19 year old, yeah. he's the next great thing. You look at the team, Griezmann was more important than Mbappe for the team. Varane was more important for the French team during the World Cup. I put those yeah. two players yeah, ahead of him. Different, yeah. different. The last two different, games for Mbappe, different, he played injured. Different, different. Kept it I don't shut. care if he's injured, yes or no. You're looking no, at impact of players having, not just like, whoop. Going like that. Do it for 10 years? Fair enough. Then you'd be next to Messi. Well, they've had about 10 years more than him, That's why he's third. Messi, Ronaldo, and Griezmann. Are you kidding me? Celta coach Tony Mohamed had a La Liga sideline debut to remember. Stick around to see this one. It will make you laugh. Messi makes another appearance in our top goals, but we ask who joins him and Mourinho versus the world. Who's at fault at Manchester United? We discuss. Welcome back to the locker room. We saw a few managers suited and booted Ooh. for the La Liga return this weekend, but this one, Tony Mohamed, getting the glasses, knocked off his face, oh. but look closely at the ball boy, who's uh -oh. absolutely mortified that this has been allowed to happen. The look at the little oh, the, ex, yeah. the ex ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been seen since. <laughs> well, it was quite a strong look on the sidelines from this man. Anyway, pride comes before a fall, Thomas Rungan, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you what meant to do doing? that. You meant to do that, didn't you, you Thomas? I, no, Gary. Gary was supposed to just just push me. Like, we have, we have video review. Is there a red card? Like, and, a red and by card the way, foul. there's a, there's a, like a three feet step that I go down as well. You don't see that. Yeah, and look at Bailey. He's laughing. He's uh, <laughs> correct. I gave you a gentle nudge. Who was kicking in when he did the Neymar? Manchester United coach Jose Mourinho has been under <clears> a lot of criticism of late, but it seems he's not the only one. A number of his players have been blasted too. And even Paul Pogba said after Sunday's loss, quote, my attitude was not right. So who is at fault right now, Gary? Well, if players say their attitude's not right, then it's got to be the players. Mourinho can't defend for Eric Bailly, who makes a mess of a whole bunch of things. Uh, I don't think Mourinho's helped himself with his attitude and all the pre-season stuff. But at the end of the day, players have to play on the pitch, and they were atrocious. I mean, I can't give an excuse. Man United were horrendous. And I'm looking at City playing the same day and going, oh, it's going to be a long, hard season. So, yeah, Mourinho's got to find a way of turning this round. But if Pogba, in the second game of the season, is to say he's not up for it, I mean, that's up to the players, surely. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I, I really am. I mean, you got the hip-hop soccer superstars now determining if they want to play or don't yeah. want to play. Yeah. What happened when, Ray, when you came yeah. and you played for the love of the game? But isn't like the you manager's and, and job I to did. motivate? Mm -hmm. To make yeah. sure they're focused and if they're not, a, put you, someone else in. You've got to have something within you first and foremost. Mm -hmm. 
It's easy now also to go, like, I'll do, a, and by the way, they're giving it back to Mourinho. I'm going to do a Mourinho. I don't feel like it today. <laughs> but you're bad. I'm going to throw you under the bus. I'm not a huge United fan, but you have Why not? To, when you put that jersey on, though, yeah, what yeah. it represents, it's, it's got to be more sure. than what we've seen. The players sure, have to hold their hands up here to, to a large to, degree. To, to a large degree. But, but Mourinho it's set, hasn't helped. The tone was set in yeah. this preseason yeah. where there was a table that was people, yeah. all the fans were saying, this doesn't look good. And it's starting to happen. Yep, He's now true. the favourite to be fired, oh, first of all, oh. in the third year Let's again. Let's <laughs> take a look at some guys who did a very good showing and performance this week in our top goals. And we start here, Franco Vasquez for Sevilla against Rayo. Lost at the finish on this oh, one. Skills from the big man. Six foot two, you can do this. Back heel, pass the keeper, Ooh. doesn't even see it. We saw one in Turkey as well, a little back heel. Oh, is it Salgado? This no, is what is better. from Negredo. Negredo. It was, but he Muy didn't bien, make okay. the top five on this one. So, great start for Sevilla. The other three goals in that game uh -huh. came from Andre Silva. Here we go, Lionel Messi, free kick under the wall. Yeah, and he's got, the, the, the wall knows he's going over the top because that's what Leo does. And he reads them like nursery rhyme book, Jack and Jill went up the hill and Messi sticks the dagger beneath them. And to say if they had a player lying down on the ground, it would have made a difference, but he would have burrowed underneath it anyway. <laughs> Magic ball. In at number three for all of you. Go Phil. Is Mbappé. Here he goes. Oh, again, this is just best player in the world. Does. In my mind, you take a look at the skills, oh. great. You take a look at the shooting, the passing. It's the intelligence. It's what's in between the ears that makes Mbappé so great. And we haven't even scratched the surface. That was 90. him coming on. Wow. Second half, turning it all around for his Third side. best player in the world. Second. <laughs> in at number two for you, it was a weekend full of absolutely gorgeous goals. And this is making the second spot for us. It is Aaron Lea Iseka at Toulouse against Bordeaux, sentencing Bordeaux to a second defeat in two games. Nice. And in at number oh, one, it had in. to be Jose Luis Morales. This goal came on Friday, but we have not stopped oh. showing it, and for good reason. Whoa, ole! <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, he's been four or five players there. One there. Gets a tackle. The, the actual defender gets the ball. He reads mm -hmm. it, and this is the, this is lovely. Great bit of skill. One foot. What a foot! I'm all yeah. disappointed actually. You're disappointed. You're disappointed. Well, no, I'm disappointed that, that my favourite team, uh, uh, K, is is Alex Delar scored a brace for for my team. Wesker, the team that you forgot the name of. <laughs> He did, he did. Alex Gayar, great performance Wesker's as Wesker make their debut in the top flight. So they were our top goals of the week. We'd love for you to vote for your favourite across our social media and digital platforms. Guys, if you had to pick one, who would you go for? Uh, Morales, eh? Would you go? Mbappe for me. Mbappe? The, the I like audacity Mbappe. of the finish was scandalous. Yeah, and that pace, true. that change of direction to leave his defender for dead, then narrowing the goalie in the scoop. Oh, brilliant. As the third best player in the world, Mbappe, I think it's a fantastic goal. Yeah, okay, Mbappe. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll give it up. the Mbappe one soon. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on The Locker Room. We will be back same time, same place on Friday. See you then. Nenek Tobias used to do that rock, you remember, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs>